What is up, guys? My name is Addison, and welcome to Our Hearts Surrendered. Hi, friends. My name is Sophie, and I'm the other host of Our Hearts Surrendered. Today, we're joined by a lovely guest, and we're going to talk about evangelism as Generation Z. So, Julia, will you introduce yourself? Yes. Hi, guys. My name is Julia Poe. And um, to give you a little bit about me and insight, I am a worship leader, um, but recently I have been understanding a lot more about how evangelism fits into worshiping God. Um, And that's something I've been super passionate about lately. So when they asked like what I wanted to talk about, this was so perfect. Um, And yeah, it's really awesome just to see the different transitions and things happening within Gen Z um, and understand how Gen Z is being used the most by God right now to reach Gen Z. I think everyone probably actually, yeah, all of us here on this uh, call right now are part of Gen Z. Um, So that's super fun. And I'm originally from California. I was just there a few days ago, which was so fun. I got to see my family again. Um, But actually right now I'm living in Minnesota for an internship. So that's super awesome. I'm getting to actually live out the calling of evangelism on my life. And so that's been super great. And yeah, I'm super excited for today. Awesome. Well, we are so, so excited to have you. Um, guys, we are like so pumped about this topic. I was talking to, I think, I guess it was Sophie. actually might've even been in an episode and I like started talking about evangelism. And then I was like, I have no idea what I'm saying. Like, I can't wait to learn about this from Julia. Um, and I know that our listeners are going to love this as much as we are. Um, that said, can you just tell us a little bit about your experience of evangelism now as you're in this internship and in the past, and then also just like why it's important in general? Yeah, totally. So evangelism evangelism is kind of a scary thing. Um, I guess like the idea of walking up to a complete stranger and being like, hey, do you know Jesus? I feel like anybody would probably be uncomfortable with that. Otherwise, unless you're just like a super confident person. Um, so before being around other people who were consistently sharing their faith, it wasn't something that was super common for me. I was very shy with people in person, but I was totally fine with like speaking my mind and sharing everything on social media. So my main source of evangelism was on social media, but more recently, um, I've been learning new methods of conversation and new ways to share my faith through even more than just saying like, Hey, Jesus loves you or Hey, God bless you. Um, because once, once you get to know that person, like you have to show that you care before you can expect them to actually listen to what you have to say. So that has been something that is super important to learn. Um, when you are starting out, sharing the gospel. Cause I can get, I, I, I know how easy it is to get caught up in the like, Oh my gosh, as many people as possible, or they just got to know about Jesus. And that's such a good place to be. However, um, when it's not also met with that same compassion and, um, the willingness to be patient and take the time with those people to hear from them, what they're going through so that then you can know the right way to actually tell them about Jesus is something that I've learned a lot recently, as well as, um, there is not a fail. I feel like maybe we could share our faith with someone or get to know someone and they're completely closed off the, to the idea of Christianity. Um, I think some of us may count that as a fail, like, dang it, they didn't break down crying on their hands and knees, like crying out to God. And I've even been there where I'm like, oh man, I wish that went better. And of course we all want to see people get saved, but it's never a fail when people are hearing you talk about Jesus. So it is literally just like planting a seed that is so important. 
Um, so yeah, those are the things that I've been learning lately. That's incredible. I really like what you're talking about, um, how we can't expect someone to hear us and listen to us if we don't take time to know them and love them. I think that's something that a lot of the times we miss, or I know I miss personally, is I get caught up in just the idea of sharing the gospel and instead forget to take time to love someone. So I think that's really good. Absolutely. I think that a lot of times, like in Christianity, I see that a lot of people just like this false concept. I even like see it in myself. I do it all the time of just like, if someone tells me to go share the word of God, it's like, how do I do that without just like being like, here is when we are sinners and like all this. And a lot of it is just like truly building a connection of people. And I think that that leads itself to a lot more genuine conversation. Um, so I appreciate you so much for saying that. Um, I think that now more so than ever, like you were mentioning, it's easier to share the gospel online. Um, could you just talk a little bit about how sharing the gospel is now compared to the past? Yeah, for sure. So like I said, um, I have shared the gospel a lot on my social media platforms. And I guess it's because the hate comments or things people are saying are not audible. So you can choose not to read them. And sometimes um, that's a good thing to not know what people are saying because it could be hurtful. So that's definitely different. Um, and I think a lot of people who aren't in Gen Z, maybe most of our parents, if you're a young listener or grandparents or aunts and uncles, no hate on them whatsoever. But I think um, social media gets so slammed. But just like anything, if it's misused, it can cause harm. But if it's used in the right way, um, it can be used for good. And I think that social media is such a great tool to reach our generation because literally <laughs> people in Gen Z all they do is spend time on their phones. Like that is what our generation is known for, unfortunately. And so it's like, how can I use um, social media and what everyone is doing right now in for God's glory? Like not conforming to certain trends, not conforming to whatever lifestyle that people are living, but being that light in the darkness um, is kind of the example of like being in the world, but not of it. Um, and again, I do think that like the older generation would sometimes disagree, but I've seen so much fruit from it. And I know so many other people have seen so much fruit from it. I mean, like that's how we got connected was on social media. Um, and I've had so many people share testimonies of like during COVID, they were able to watch videos of on TikTok of people sharing the gospel and they got saved or live streams or whatever. So I think we're very, very fortunate to have this right now, but I do also think that it could be detrimental if all we do is use social media and we're not actually out preaching to um, the rest of the world or creating that community. So like I said, using it in moderation is super important. So. Yeah, definitely. I think that it's really um, cool how you're using something that, like you said, our whole generation is on. Um, and I think that it would be kind of sad if we miss the opportunity to use that. But I do agree that it is important to have like a balance of both. But I think that um, you can see so much fruit online from our generation. And it's a great way just to reach people that you might not be able to reach in person. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's really encouraging for a lot of people, especially me to like see Christian content creators or like even like just see Gen Z as a whole using 
social media as a platform for the Lord because for so long I like was I don't even know like who did this or if I did this to myself but I was like drilled into my brain that all social media was evil and like the more I began to use social media like there are definitely some really rough parts of it that are not holy or like can bring you further from the Lord Um, but there are so many good avenues and good ways in which we can use social media and like sharing the gospel through it Um, but I just, it's encouraging. I just love it. And we are going to be right back to the show. But first, hold up. It's time for a commercial break. We haven't done one of these in a little bit because it's been a bit since we've had a guest. But if you guys forgot, you can follow us on Instagram at a faith podcast. You can email us at ourheartsurrender.gmail.com. Leave a rating and review if you want to. And if you have any prayer requests or anything like that, feel free to DM us. Or there is a section on brokenvesselsblog.com that you can do an anonymous prayer request. And we'd love to hear from you. I think that is about it. Now back to our show. Our next little talk, little topic moment is just what are some ways that someone can go out of their way to share the gospel, whether it's like actions, words, whatever it may be. So, yeah, totally. I'm going to share like a quick kind of funny story. Um, I was at... (laughs) um chick-fil-a and like this is gonna sound so cheesy and it is but like it also isn't and we were just like standing in line with these um people and they were talking about like how pumped they were for chick-fil-a and I was like yeah no like chick-fil-a is a different level because obviously like it's god's chicken like it's so good um but then I was like you think this chicken is good like a relationship with Jesus is even better and that is like the most corniest way to like most corniest my my grammar is obviously so great um like way to go about sharing the gospel but even things like that like bringing it up in conversation um and like even going out of your way to just say like hey can I pray for you um and being willing to be uncomfortable because Um, I'm going to try to make this analogy quick, but if you could go back to, um, the Titanic, the scene where everyone's like in the water drowning, um, and all those people who had the lifeboats, they left, like the lifeboats weren't even full, but the people were like, so concerned with what they were doing. They left the people in the water to drown. Um, and like thinking about it right now, if I had an opportunity to go back with a lifeboat big enough to fit all those people, obviously I would, I wouldn't be like, Oh, I have a meeting. Oh, I have um, to go watch Netflix. Oh, I have like lunch with a friend. No, I would literally drop whatever I was doing and go back and do it. And I think most of us would probably agree. And that's honestly probably because it's such a hypothetical situation. Like that's not actually possible. However, how often, like we literally have that metaphorical lifeboat, which is the gift of salvation, like the name of Jesus. And all the people who don't know Jesus are like the ones who are drowning. And if we don't share that with them, like there's nothing that they can do on their own to obtain eternal life. Like you can't work for it. You have to accept Jesus as your savior. And so um, if you look at it that way, you're like, "Mm, maybe that meeting isn't so important. Maybe I can stay here five extra minutes and pray with that person. Or maybe I can have this conversation at the grocery store rather than rush home so I can watch Netflix or rush home so I can hang out with a friend. Um, it's little things like that. Just understanding that time is so important. Um, and realizing like the urgency of the gospel, because when you look at it, like someone is literally drowning in their sin, you don't know how much longer they have to live and you have the answer for them. Like you have what they need essentially. Um, So that's something that I've really been learning lately and hopefully can be of some encouragement. So that's an amazing analogy. I think something else is that um, 
like you do have the answer and you do have like the lifeboat like you were talking about um and we're just called to like offer like to like show them show people um salvation and it's up to them to take it or not um and I think that is such a cool analogy and I think that that puts it into perspective for me about the urgency I think a lot of the times um it's easy to think about evangelism and think about oh I have like a lot of time to share the gospel and maybe I'll do that later but realizing the urgency I think um will change your mindset about evangelism absolutely um I think that's like something that we so commonly overlook I was talking about it with somebody the other day of just like I'm so passionate about the gospel and I like truly think it has absolutely changed my life in every facet but I like have no idea why I am not trying to change the lives around me like my heart breaks for the people who don't know the gospel and who aren't saved, but I don't share it with the same urgency as which I feel it. Um, and I think that a lot of times I get scared because I'm like, I have no idea how to casually bring up the Lord. Like you were saying in Chick-fil-A, like that corny, corny way of like somehow bringing like the Lord into every conversation. Um, I worked out with my youth pastor one time and it was like a really strange experience. Um, it was a lot of fun, but she was wearing a high school shirt, like from a high school in our area. She is not in high school. She doesn't have kids are in high school. Like the only reason she was wearing it was because she is like a youth pastor has connections. Like I'm sure there are students that are good or to go to that high school. So she has it, uh, it says the name of a school and my trainer has a daughter that goes to that school. So my turn is like, oh, do you go to that school? Or like, do you have a kid that goes to that school? And she's like, no, actually I'm a youth pastor. Like just, and then um, through that, like connection of just that t-shirt, she was able to invite my trainer's daughter to church, which I like, it's kind of hard to explain like without knowing the situation, but it's just, I think it's really cool to watch people interact. And like, I've learned so much from my youth pastor of just like how to casually, like, it doesn't have to be like a forced thing of just like, if you see somebody having like a rough day, you can always just be like, Hey, is there any way I can pray for you or support you right now? And like, or even like, you don't even have to ask that if you just see someone being sad, like one of the easiest ways to just make it known that like you are um, a follower of Christ is just by being like, hey, I'm praying for you. Let me know if I can do anything for you. Um, and a lot of times that speaks a lot louder than you would think it would. Um, but our last little question is just if you could challenge our listeners in any one way, what would it be? Totally. Um, so I think the biggest thing is prayer. Um, because we can go out and tell people all we want, um, but it's never going to be by our own doing that they're saved because we're just, um, people. So one thing that I do, one thing I've been learning at my work, um, it's called keep five. So five people, you can do more, you can do less, doesn't matter, but keep like get a note card or a piece of paper and write down five names of people who are in your life or, you know, that don't know Christ, um, and be praying for them and be praying, um, like every single day, like you can even stick it in your Bible. Like whenever you pray, be praying for them to come to the Lord and, um, be faithful and also reaching out to them, um, and committing to just to be there for them, like building up a relationship. I can even say that literally three people that are on my card, um, I've had interactions with in the past week. And it literally was nothing of my own doing. Like it was totally God bringing those opportunities um, like one person I literally ran into at a, in a restaurant a few days ago, 
when I was visiting back home for just the weekend. And so was she, and we like bumped into each other. And so it's super cool how you will begin to see God work when you're faithfully praying for people to come to know the Lord. And when they see you and how you're living your life, um, that'll be an amazing testimony. So I think that's like a super practical thing. Um, and then additionally to constantly be praying that God will, um, mold your heart into a heart that's more like his and asking him to continue to break your heart for the things that breaks his, um, because that's so important as well. Obviously, just like, um, you were saying Addison, that if we don't have our hearts broken for people who don't know the gospel, we don't have a motivation to share it. Um, so I think that that's also some one way I would challenge that. That was two. Oh, well, but two ways I would challenge um, the listeners today. Yeah, that's incredible. I think that the, that prayer, um, break our hearts for what breaks yours is super bold, but I think it is also super powerful. I think it's something that as a generation, we should pray more often. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's like one of my prayers going into, um, obviously I can do this now. <laughs> like, I'm not saying that I'm like postponing this as like a new year's goal, but that is like one of my big focuses now and furthering into 2022. I just said 2021 for sure. Um, but going into 2022 is just like way more prayer. Um, because I constantly am like the power of prayer is insane. And I truly believe it, but I like fall asleep while I'm praying and like, I just don't make it a priority. Um, and that's so sad. So absolutely resonate with everything that you're saying. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, or think, listening, that's good. Thank you so much for coming and speaking to us. Um, we loved every minute of it. I learned so much. If you could just pray us out, we would love that. Yeah, absolutely. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you so much for this day and um, just for everyone who's listening. God, we first want to praise you for who you are. Thank you for giving us the gift of eternal life through your son, Lord. And we praise you that you loved us enough to not leave us dead in our sin, but to make us alive and new in you. God, I pray that um, our hearts will just begin to break if they aren't already broken um, for the things that breaks yours, God. I pray that we will continue to be more like you. And just like you called David a man after your own heart, Lord, I pray that um, you will make us men and women of after your own heart, Lord. And when people interact with us or when they um, see us on social media, God, that they will only see you, that they will see your light, that they will see your love and that you'll be glorified through us. And Lord, um, I pray for the people who came to our minds when I talked about those who um, don't yet know you, God. I pray for them right now. We lift them up to you, that you will begin to stir in their hearts and that you will um, give all of these listeners opportunities to um, evangelize to them and to be a witness to them and mentor them and pour into them, God. And so we praise you. We love you. And we thank you. And it's in Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us this week, Julia. Um, we have loved having you and we learned so much. And listeners, thank you guys so much for listening and let's strive to live in wholehearted surrender this week. <laughs>